ass in the hair round. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we are up in the house for episode 161. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, welcome back. Another yes, palindrome episode. Yeah, you know how we do. We know how we do. We like it when it's the same front ways and back ways. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So uh, you been getting into anything interesting this week? Yeah, I caught the... um. Uh, uh, I finished the last episode of um Record of Ragnarok War. It's the nice. last one uh, I had left to see. Did you enjoy uh, that? Yeah, that was pretty dope, man. I'm actually finally... Man, finally, humanity started getting some W's because I was like, damn, guys, yeah. the... <laughs> It's not looking good, guys. It's nah, not looking good. And honestly, I felt the worst for the Valkyries because every time one of them humans lose, the Valkyries really? shatter. <laughs> Gone to non-existence. But that shit was that was pretty dope. Um, yeah, I'm fucking. I'm pretty sold on the Jack the Ripper versus. Um, actually, who was Jack the Ripper fighting? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I can't because they only showed him like one time, and then oh, Hercules, Hercules. It's oh, Jack the Ripper yeah. v Hercules. So that's do Hercules nasty. That's gonna be. A pretty interesting matchup. You know that it, <clears throat> typically when you have like a specialty skill set versus the brute skill set, the brute skill set usually gets <laughs> doughed up. But we'll see though. You know, I, I I do like what they're doing from um a narrative standpoint where they're taking they're inverting the roles. Like because in the mm-hmm. series, the gods are the villains. Yeah. But like she has a typical villain, fucking Jack the Ripper, fighting against the the yeah. typical hero. So I do like that that inversion. That that, that that's pretty dope. So yeah, I, I, I even like turning how they they took so a figure like Adam, which is not typically a combat related hero, turn that nigga into bare knuckle brawler. I was like, Yo. all right, I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at. And it was dope. Yeah, well, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I also saw um uh the Red Resident Evil animated series that's mm. that's that's on Netflix too. I haven't seen that. It's four episodes out. It's it's pretty dope. It looks like it continues right after um, Resident Evil Two, I guess. I, I want to say that's the one the where Leon the is movie? in the Resident Evil Two, the the game. Okay. The one where Leon is um is late to the police station, and then yeah. like shit breaks out in Raccoon City. Whew. Talk about good time. <laughs> so it was um it was a little bit after that he ends up we call that heroically late to the party. Hell yeah, nigga. <laughs> Gotta make it. Show up right after the apocalypse. <laughs> and he goes to, I, I guess it's a little bit after that as well, because at that point he becomes a hero and he saves the president's daughter because they make a big deal out of that in the intro of episode one. Mm. So he's assigned to this team to go work for the president because some shit's going down that the president wants his elite team to investigate. And as oh, he gets there, a, a, a zombie uh, a zombie attack breaks out in the White House and they're fucking hacked and shit. And so that's how the whole thing kicks off. After after they settle the zombie attack, they try to investigate um, what caused it, and also the president's initial concerns why he brought up um, them to the to the White House in the first place. So um, it was it was pretty good. I liked it. It it was very it was not too zombie heavy. It was mostly like i guess no i guess it was pretty balanced it was they 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 find a way to shoehorn some zombies in there at all at you all got times it. You got it. people came for something <laughs> but 
Um, yeah, it, it's pretty interesting. It looks like they're going with like a. There's this. I feel like it's probably just an offshoot of Umbrella. Is this the Corp. same studio that did Castlevania? Nah, nah. It's it's 3D. It's oh, 3D. okay. So um, animated, correct? Yes. Um, it it that actually looks pretty good. To be honest, I gotta check it out. I feel like they're cheating some way, in um, uh, uh, in the way they animate it because it's there's some parts of it that looked absolutely like like real life. Really? Yeah, like it's it's, it's done pretty well. Mm. But then there's a lot of other parts where it's like clearly like something from a video game. Mm. But overall, it's a pretty decent story. It's only four episodes. It looks like um, there's more to come as well. Are they gonna? Re- is there are they releasing it like in batches or is this just a four episode miniseries? I think they're releasing it in batches okay. because it ends on not really a cliffhanger, but there's a the story continues. They they resolve the the main issue of like who attacked the White House and why, and also they go into the backstory of all the characters that are introduced in episode one. Okay, so it wraps up nicely, but at the end of episode one, it like. The bad guy gets away. The main, the main um, puppet master gets away mm. at the end, but not Scott Frito. That nigga gets infected. <laughs> he gets infected with the with the zombie virus. So now it looks like he's sort of um, he's now the bitch of the parent company that he was working for, which I'm assuming is has to be an offshoot of Umbrella of the Umbrella mm. Corporation. But overall, I'd, I'd say like seven and a half out of ten. It was it was very good. Four episodes, like twenty minutes long or so, I believe. And pretty I like chill. I like it when they keep it short <clears throat> and to the point. Yeah, this one is nice. And get out, um, shoot some zombies along the way. Got a kind of a touching backstory about one of the characters, and you know, government corruption and all that. And wraps up pretty nice. Government, always the government. But yeah, that sounds interesting. Sounds like a fun little foray. Did you uh, did you catch Loki? Of course. The season, the the finale, the finale. Okay, I mean, finale. It's just the beginning, son. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll let you go first. Go ahead and and, and give me your take. Yeah, Yo, I thought I was like, oh man, it, it was super exciting for me. Like when when they showed um he who remains, who we'll just call Kang at this point because that's yeah, way spoilers. too long. Like, let's just go ahead and give the spoiler alert. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. I mean, everybody yeah, who I mean, listens to us knows they, by now. Yeah, they 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 kind of led up to the drama of it in the episode, so I don't want to. <clears throat> well, it's too late now. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. So shit. so so Kang Kang. So that was I thought one of the highlights of the of the uh, of the. Oh, episode. he was great, was man. Jonathan Majors was fucking his was character. I thought was really well done. Great introduction. Great setup. For for his or the role that his variants are going to play in the MCU, um, the the performance of this particular variant was very well done. Yeah, Jonathan Majors hit on all all cylinders with that, um, for sure. Um, I that that was pretty much the highlight for me. Um, Mobius going back and confronting Renslayer. I was, I was like, yeah, I'm interested to weak. see where they're going to actually expound on that like yeah. what property like, oh where did renslayer go, go? T- season two of loki is is where they're going to expound on that i assume yeah because it's not going to cross over into any other um properties so i mean we we'll don't know that. um tom hiddleston has been confirmed for dr strange mm. and um in the comics renslayer is uh, uh kane's right hand man so there's a very good chance you may see her when you see kang i said kane you may see her when you see uh, kang it would be again. interesting if one of the evil or the variant kangs recruits her yeah, because some makes, people have been postulating that. Because I'm like, 
because you have to wonder who was sending her that like it doesn't make sense because she didn't turn who up Miss Minutes working yes for? because she didn't was uh, it not it, it seemed weird it didn't seem like it was it, it or, didn't seem like she was being sent by you know what it's very possible that there are multiple versions of Miss Minutes True. Very possible. Actually, yeah, he was the one sending her because he referred. He's like, "Oh yeah, she likes to keep calling me that." <laughs> but we still don't know where he sent her, though. You know what I mean? So he, for all we know, that could be like one of Kang's missed minutes, and he's sending her some side information to get her to do some other shit. But I don't know. Sure. It's, it's, Who knows? it's 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 um that's one of the things I really like about the show. It's like it's just mysteries and mysteries and mysteries. So like, I really love the unraveling of it. Yeah. Um. Ultimately, and 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 it is what it is. I didn't like Sylvie. I didn't think that, <laughs> really. I didn't think that she was played well. I didn't think that they utilized her storyline well. In the end, the character was really one dimensional. I don't know why Kevin Feige made a statement about how their relationship wasn't romantic. <laughs> when in the end, <laughs> they, they clearly, clearly was out. romantic. I was like, you could have just said it was romantic. I don't. I don't think anyone really cared that much. Like. Oh no, they figured it out on episode four that they were romantically in or episode two or three. Who cares? It was just like it, it was there. There was needless misdirection. And I was like, I don't know, that that character development just fell flat. Like throughout the, the course of the of the show, I didn't see any growth in her. She was the same Sylvie that Loki encountered encountered in the beginning. Um I, I think that's he showed growth. I think that I think um, she's supposed to be his foil in that regard, especially towards the final decision guess, at the end. I guess she didn't make it didn't make for an interesting foil for me though. Like, okay. um, because and and that's not to say that there was no right way to do it. Just the way that they chose to do it didn't didn't land with me. Um, but as I said, of course, there's it's Marvel production, so it's gonna have it's gonna have budget. You know, what I mean? <laughs> it's gonna look nice. It had really good actors in it, so like Mobius. Um, and I, I can't remember the name of the actor actress who played um B fifteen. Um, but she like I, I liked her performance towards the end when when she's uh uh leading the other variants to encounter Renslayer's variant so that yeah. they can start to learn like the truth. I I appreciated like all of that performance. Of course, as we just said, Jonathan Major's performance. So that, yeah, there's a lot of highlights in it, but overall I, I kind of I her still maintain that Wunmi this Mosaku. Been a movie. I'm sorry? Wunmi Mosaku. That's her uh that's the name of the actress. Yes. And so um I feel like this would have been a really good movie. I didn't need a I didn't need a whole miniseries for this. I think that oh. they could have made a solid Loki movie. Um and yeah, uh cut out a lot of the parts that, that I felt like were were um fluff. The Loki variants, you know, they they popped in occasionally. I, it's it's hard for me to even engage in Sylvie as a Loki variant, and I think that I think you, I think you kind of hit on something um, last episode, last time we talked about this, when you said that they're building up for Sylvie to be a to be her own person, mm-hmm. which is which I think is their best bet. That's the best use of that character, just un, unshackling this character from Loki and letting her do her own thing, whatever it is that she her um, grand ambitions are after she eliminates the. Well, she just killed. Um, yeah, Kang. So I, I it's, she's gonna have a good old time, I guess, watching the ramifications of of, of her vengeance. You know, and I'm actually, I actually really like the ending for that reason because, I so often you see a character who's just like the epitome of suffering, and then they go through the movie, and at the movie, and they're like, you know what? 
I should forgive you for all the things you've done. I'm glad that Sylvie got to get her revenge after all that. Because if you think about it, if she lives as long as um uh, mm-hmm. uh as guardians typically do, um, uh, and Thor, I believe Thor mentioned that he's something like 1,400 years old. Yeah, so he's old. To have carried that burden for Only that long. Only 1,400, sure? Because I thought at some point they talk about like 3,000 years old. I don't, I don't remember. But, yeah, but I do remember that he, he's, he's over a thousand. millennia, for yeah, sure. Yeah, so if she's been that long, like alone and on the run and after having these oh, people chasing her the whole just time. That. She she exited the timeline. It's been eons. Yeah. Evidently. So, well, and, but they, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think, and it's hard to say how people who would, who've existed for that long would behave. I just have a hard time feeling that they would act as human as these people were because like Renslayer and Mobius, they were talking about, we had eons of friendship. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I know how I feel about people who I've known for 20 years. And if you're talking about we knew each other for 20,000 years or, or, or anything of that nature, like eons, when you talk about eons, you're talking about like, you know, multiple thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. I don't know. I just feel like it would have, it, it didn't feel, it didn't feel creatively portrayed to me. To say okay. Least. But that, that is, yeah, what I pretty much feel the exact opposite. I, I, I definitely, this is my favorite, um, Definitely my favorite of the series that I've seen so far. Even though I haven't seen Falcon and Winter Soldier yet, I got to get around to that at some point. But I really like this as as far as like um uh, uh it, not only as a standalone series but as a series that sets up so much. I thought it was just super well done. Well, I mean, it it set up Kang. Oh, um, it sets up everything. It sets up what Kang. It sets up the um Spider Man uh uh Far No Way Home. It sets a multiverse of madness. Well, this is a rumor for now, but um, I believe what I've heard is Uh Spider-Man No Way Home refers to the villains. It's a multiverse story and the villains have no way to return back to their original timelines. Mm, And it opens and um, Alfred Molina and who plays Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2 and Jamie Foxx have also, I believe Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield have also been confirmed as signing on. Um, oh, for that movie, so that's how they're gonna. Okay, so that's an alternate Spider-Man universe. Yeah, so that's Sp- Spider-Man. Uh, uh, no Way Home is a is a uh, or Far From Home is it Far From Home or No Way Home? I think it's no Far From Home was the first was the one that just passed. Oh, okay, yeah. So that one is is gonna be like a, a multiverse story. No, is it well. Far From? I, th- I think it's Far From Home. What was the last one? It was Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, that's the first one. Then oh, then it was Far From Home. Yeah, because he was in Europe. He was far from home. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes off into space afterwards. So oh, yeah, and they all have home in it. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, so it's no way home. Yeah. No way home. And, um, yeah, that's it. And also the What If series, too. Like, the multiverse okay, shattering yeah. is also, yeah. like, that's what's going to create the, the What If series. just sitting there watching well. that shit branch, and I'm like, oh, my G. I mean, what are they? Oh, I, what, what I, um, something I figured out was. The the well, I finally understand clearly what the pr- true purpose of the TVA is, which is to keep the timelines from reaching the 30th century when the other Kangs come into place. So, remember he said that he's from the 31st century yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, that's when he and his other friends, he and the other Kangs, discovered each other, and mm-hmm. that's when first things was good, then things went bad, and so he created the sacred timeline to keep that from going in check. So, what I mm-hmm. think those rogue lines are. And the Nexus event that they're talking about is the timeline reaching the year 3000. Because if it reaches that, then Kang comes into existence, he discovers the multiverse, and then it causes the cycle all over again. So, 
the TVA has some degree of practicality in it. Yeah, no, I mean, and that, and that was that was part of why I really understood. Like Loki made the practical decision. He was like, "Uh, mm-hmm. that does make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. That totally makes a lot of sense." And I, and not only does it make a lot of sense, I can only imagine if it was me. And also, Loki is a villain, so he absolutely, yeah. and he's not only a villain, but also exactly, a yeah. consummate liar. So he's like. Wait a minute. Schemer. And Wait he, a minute. Not to mention, he's encountered his other version of himself. They're fucking vastly different. Yeah. They are not the same person, which, you know, they don't share a personality or anything, really. So Mm-mm. it's like, you know, they don't have any, any. yeah, I, I would absolutely see, like, alternate versions of, of Loki or even any of the other major superheroes being very problematic. <laughs> for real being very problematic version uh, Tony thing, Stark yeah and the only thing that keeps them safe is the fact that the first person who figured out how to cross dimensions decided to shut it down shut it down which is smart yep um which is interesting so they they so Kang used to talk, used to strictly strictly move through time but now mm-hmm. it's a multiverse, multiverse thing. thing. Yeah, yeah they so changed that's changed that for the MCU. And I did, I did like what they did. See, this one I thought was adequate use of of the source material. They combined the the story of Nathaniel Richards with mm-hmm. the story of Reed Richards, and the because it's really Reed Richards that does this and starts sparks the Secret Wars. Um, but I think that this was a smart combination like this is one place where i thought that okay this makes perfect sense why you would bring those into 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 line with each other oh my god and it also plants the seed for a fantastic, fantastic four, four coming into the mcu too oh yeah so man this is the jump off point for real so yeah it, it did it did it did open up a lot of things for speculation not all it didn't really tie into what we know is coming as much as what we expect to come for sure um but yeah um uh, I right. I would say what are the the there was Wandavision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Loki. People are rating those. I right now for me, it was probably in terms of just enjoyment of the show. Probably Falcon and Winter Soldier, then Wandavision and Loki for me. Okay, um, but they're all good. Like, don't get me wrong, Loki's not bad. I just didn't like it personally. That's that's not a shot at. I mean, because you can't really say too much against the production of of marvel shows they they got that part on lock you know what i mean right they, it's pretty much a set standard at this yeah. point but uh yeah other than that uh do you have any more points on loki uh looking forward to the season two um no oh yeah at the end when um man loki can't catch a break though at no. the end when he goes back and um after he was but did, did you, did you by, catch what uh, she said uh but i'm not you and she pushed him through the door mm-hmm. why did she say i'm not you because they're setting her up to be a new character yeah that's I mean, that's her point of growth but, right but, there <laughs> but ultimately they're all variants of the same person which and then and and also that kind of sucks because none every time they mention that Oh, you have the same person standing next to each other. Isn't this weird? It never landed. I was like, no, not really. It doesn't feel weird. We saw how it happened. And honestly, it's not like like they have to be close to each other, but they can't touch because they're going to antimatter explode or something. Like that would have been a little bit more of an interesting plot twist if like, you know, variants have to maintain a certain distance from each other because it fucks with the timeline when variants come into contact. You can't be having sex with yourself type of thing. Nah, it's it's these two. Sp- oh, you know what? 
That makes sense. Nah, it's because Kang was watching. That that's why the the um the whole proximity shit happened. It's because Kang said this, was watching. That whole thing about oh, I've seen up to this point, and there's I realize it's not one person I have to hand this on to. It's two, but he doesn't hand it off to two people. I mean, he one tried. person gets tossed and he dies. So what what goes forward here? But remember, he stopped being able to see beyond a certain point. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which made sense. He couldn't see beyond the point in which he planned up to. Yeah. Um. Which makes sense, but why did he like what? I, I'm I'm trying to figure out what the vision he had is that led him to believe that there was this dual entity that he needed to pass off his authority to, or well, his plan. from experience, it could have been that that. Uh... Getting him in a pair might end up to stave off loneliness and kind of save the sanity of whomever assumes the position. Yeah, man, because that shit looked like it sucked. <laughs> that castle looked like it was sucked balls. Yeah, imagine living for a million years alone while also having the fucking an unenviable task of maintaining a timeline timeline where alternate versions of you destroys the fucking universe. God damn. Yeah, that worst that job ever. Like the most thank- thankless job ever. You feel me? Worst job ever. Because nobody knows you're doing it for the most part. Oh, and the first person who found out stabbed you in the chest. And you can't stop because it means like universal chaos. Why'd it have to be so smart? God damn it. The worst. But yeah. Um, and it was I know a fun I, ride, man. It was fun. Yeah, it, ride. Was, it was. It was. I had a lot of I had a lot of hopes for it. Um it's just, you know, what, and you know what the worst part was, is that everybody was telling me how much they were enjoying it, and I'm just like, <laughs> I was trying to keep the fever pitch, and it's like, no. I mean, it no, is what it okay. is. It's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not everything is is going to hit 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel Marvel has definitely got good, uh, has got has a good uh, batting average, though. Mm-hmm. I would say that they're probably above 80 Eighty percent. I'd say they probably have the highest batting average of any fucking studio. Of any single studio. Yeah, uh, but that's unfair though. That's maybe unfair. Studio Ghibli. Oh, got me. Studio For Ghibli's sure. the only other For sure. one. Um, but yeah. But Marvel is unfair though, because you know, they they hit the formula like on the first try. And they just, and they, they never, were smart enough to stick ne- with it. They never got the urge to break it. Yeah, they never they were got smart the urge to, to stick fuck up the, the good thing, you know? Once they understood, oh, this is the this is the format? Okay, they tried different variations on that format. Some of them hit better than others, but... They stick to it. Yeah, generally, they, they got a thing. That's why some people love them and some people hate them, because it's more or less the same thing. Yeah. Man, and, you know, I know I said I wasn't going to talk about this show anymore, but Black Lightning, man, gosh. Black Knight, Lightning's back. Yo, I keep, yo, I'm like, I'm going to finish this shit just because I'm so invested. And I was, we were watching an episode and I was just sitting here musing like, yo, he's, Jefferson is on this, this hunt to go to, to reassociate uh, Jennifer's energy particles that he absorbed from the. From the atmosphere or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting here like, yo, watch. This thing is going to reassemble her into a different person. I bet you. <laughs> bet you. <laughs> Two episodes later, we could do it. Nigga comes back from his flash his flash visit, his instantaneous flash visit. They set up the machine, bring her back. what I tell you? I was like, come on. Don't think you can't get Aunt Viv, bro. Bro. And, and then that's the worst part is that they don't want to Aunt Viv it, so... They're shoehorning this whole storyline where she's having this identity crisis. And I'm just like, oh, so clearly this was not supposed to be here. Uh, 
It is the worst. But man, I was like, man, why y'all did her Damn, like that? That's, they're we're, doing a lot for the last season. That, and they've for been the last doing few it episodes the last of the last season, season, bro. And that's what I'm like. And, and as much as and, and, and I respect her and not knowing the full story, I can't say too much. But it's like you couldn't shoot four more episodes after you did all of that. Like you couldn't just finish it. Like I know you have. Sometimes I mean, you so, like even if is, she could finish it, the studio could have done a different job. They could have taken a different route for sure. They, 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 they did not have to do that. That was bad on their part. The studio I just, could have taken you know, a different route. It just it, like I think about it because it's like there's. I've had to work in a lot of groups where the group wants to go in a different direction than I want to go in, and you got and yes, you you're, you definitely have to have your boundaries. You have to have your 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 limits. But you got to also recognize that you know, sometimes you're going to have to go in a direction the group might want to go in that you aren't 100% on board with. And if it's not something that violates, like, your core tenets, like, I don't know, like, as long as they didn't have, like, the character doing some wild shit, like, in a sex scene with Painkiller, I can't imagine, like, <laughs> why she just, she couldn't say her piece, let her, let her, you know, issues be known. And finish out her uh, her uh, her contract for the season. Like that shit's wild because she did half the season, so it's like you did you did most of the work already. You're there, you know what I mean? Yeah, but on the other hand, like I see someone. She doesn't strike me as the type of person who does like wild, reckless shit. You know what I'm saying? And she's been with the show that long, and like you mentioned, she felt the need to leave in the middle of the season, despite the fact of having sh- shot half of it. So. Seemed like it was pretty serious, the reason why she left. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like that. I'll never underestimate the pettiness of or fucking Holly Or Hollywood or, in general. Or in Hollywood and, and, the- <laughs> and individuals and people and, you know, just name any any tag and put it on there. And, and so, like, it, it, it feels to me like there was, she came up against a wall and instead of kind of like, taking one on the chin to do your job. She was, she was like, I'm about to get in my feelings because the way she went out on Instagram and was talking about it, she just cut all her hair off. And I was just like, all right, go on with your bad self, girl. I'm not going to tell you how to do your hair or nothing, but you know, I can imagine like you're aware that studios have very strict, uh, uh, asks when it comes to the look of actors when they're in production. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine that probably didn't sit well. I mean, that don't matter. It's not like they can't put find a wig to fucking replace what her hair looked like. In most cases, she was probably wearing a wig anyway. No, no, they went straight with the short hair. Um, but you know, and, yeah. And but I'm, I'm saying, sure even if, even if she did like cut her hair out of spite or whatever, they absolutely have the production ability to make her look exactly the way she did prior to her cutting her hair with minimal effort. Like I wouldn't say minimal effort to give to to put that kind of hair in, in a in a in a woman's head that that shit ain't cheap. Them wigs is no joke. Oh oh, I'm um, not saying it's cheap. I'm saying that they absolutely have the ability to do it. They do. They do. It's um, well within the studio's capability to replace someone's hair. Absolutely, just like it was well within the studio's ability to fix that man's mustache. <laughs> That's different. That was time. That was a time and pettiness issue. But, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people involved and people are, mm-hmm. are petty and silly and do shit that sometimes. But don't I also make sense. wanted, I didn't know she cut her hair, but I sure bailed because the last person I remember who cut their hair and what, during a meltdown turned out to be 100 fucking percent right in Britney Spears. So, yeah. 
you know. Oh, well, yeah, Britney Spears, man. Jeez. And did you hear that they open? I'm done with Black Lightning, so whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah, shout out to Britney Spears. She, she got a she, new they, lawyer today. She finally got her. So she lost the conservatorship battle in the first, in the last court hearing, but they now are allowing her to relitigate it with her own lawyer, which is like, wait, you didn't allow her to have her own lawyer in the first place? You want to know what the, the fuck fucked up part here? about that story is? The only reason why that happened is because the old nigga retired. It's the only reason she was able to choose her lawyer this time is because the, the asshole has been ruling over her case this entire time was like, well, I've think I I've you had enough. <laughs> it's time for me to head out. You, you know, can do what you will. And I and I feel like and, and this is just me, you know, getting all my my social justice shit. But I feel like this whole Britney Spears thing really is white men showing white women that you still have a place in this society and it's not above white men. We still control all the money. We still control all the finance and no matter how big you get, bro, I read that that she's required to have an IUD. They control her ability to to fucking reproduce reproduce as well. Out of control. Madness. Out of fucking control. Only in a male dominant. And I won't just say white supremacists because in Africa you have female genital mutilation. So they don't, you know what I mean? Like, only mm-hmm. in a weirdly male patriarchal society can women be treated this way, and and it go on for thousands of years. It's yeah, been thousands and, and of years. And the ruling body is like, oh yeah, that's fine, that's cool, yeah, that's okay. You know, like women haven't had control over their body that. for thousands of years. Right, that's just crazy. But um, yeah, shout out to Britney Spears, man. Like, crush I, I really them. hope, yeah, crush them. I, I really hope. I hope your dad ends up in jail. I, I, well, I hope. I don't I, know if he did anything legally wrong, but he definitely did a lot of morally wrong shit. I'm pretty sure that I feel like some so, some kind of legal boundary had to have been crossed when a, a completely like a, a a competent human being has their rights revoked. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. I just watched a video of a woman melting down and acting like a five-year-old in a Victoria's Secret. <laughs> a Victoria's Secret carrot. I mean, just acting like a child, screaming at the top of her lungs, throwing herself on the floor, throwing a temper tantrum, running at people, just going butt-fucking-crazy. And I'm sure that woman's going to go home and probably have another child in the future, and no one's going to ever take her rights away from her. You know what I mean? And and so it really is. Uh, uh, no, uh, uh, I'm going to take control of the valuable ones thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's really fucked up the way that these white men consorted with each other to take control of a valuable woman's assets. That's just fucked up. Because let me tell you, none of Britney Spears' quote unquote meltdowns equaled anything that that I've seen on camera from these people. And these people go back home and they continue living their lives mm-hmm. and nothing happens to them. And so let's stop. Let's, let's stop acting like this this thing with Britney Spears isn't white men exploiting the fuck out of a white woman to get all of her assets away from her. Oh, man, every, That's fucked up. Like, damn. Like she's competent enough, enough to work. So you oh, can yeah, take yeah, her yeah, money, that, and, and but not competent enough to she's, fucking she's control her money. She's competent enough to be worth Bruh. forty million dollars a year, but she's not competent enough to actually control that value. 
fucking that matters. shit right there. The very idea of that, the very idea that our government thinks that that is an okay yeah, situation. Yeah, that, that was able what, to ride for that long. Yeah, is it, it, is what shows that the uh, the system is utterly corrupted. Our legal system is not a legal system. It is not, and we gotta stop. And and I don't know, man. It's just me railing. And I don't right even now, like Britney Spears music. I, I, I know I two Britney I, Spears I songs. I do not. I know to Toxic and the music. one that starts with Oh Baby Baby. I don't even remember the name of that song, but they they were really popular when I'm we were sure, in I high can't school. Remember past Oh Baby Baby. You I'm feel like, me? Oh, oh Baby Baby. But what uh, they're doing is absolutely just wrong. fucked it's up. It's just wrong. It's just wrong on the face of it. Feel me? I'm not even standing like my dude in the video. Leave Britney alone. But I'm 100 percent on yeah. his side. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like, like I definitely like if if I was in a position to to help, I'd be like, nah, definitely, definitely, because like what's happening is so indicative of a corrupt system that despite what I might feel about this person's art, is irrelevant. And they also, are, it's expository of a corrupt system that needs to be addressed. And also, very importantly, if they can legally do it to her, they can oh, legally yeah. do it to anybody. And then this is the land of aspirational poor. You know, like, <laughs> if, if the aspirationally poor, if that's, if you, if you aspire to not be poor one day and, 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 and be rich just like she was poor and made it to be rich, then trust me, that's going to happen to you. That's what you should be seeing. If you're poor and you see what's happening to Britney and you're like, man, this just shouldn't, they shouldn't be able to legally do this because what if I just became rich and famous really? one day like she did? Then what? They're just going to take my shit? Yes. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. Yes. But yeah. yeah. They be doing that. Yeah, so uh, in other entertainment news, a bunch of shit's been happening. Um, We got uh new verses. Yo, this verse oh, is about is it to... Dipset v um who was the other one? Locks, bro. They the about locks. to tear they about to tear New York in half right now, bro. <laughs> they are about to tear New York in half right guys, let's now. Keep it, let's get let's keep it friendly. Bro. This is music. Bro, these are two of the biggest 90s hip hop groups. Hell yeah. In all of New York. And then of course they have very they they're known for having very aggressive fan bases. So we'll be happy that these verses happen in, in in isolated areas where there's vetting going on because <laughs> you know you know Jim Jones is a former I think train nine blood and you know it's said that there's a number of crips that 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 know that uh are in the ranks of the locks fans so you know it, it's definitely not something that you you'd see like in a summer jam <laughs> this is not a summer jam concert. So, but nah, nah, that's all. That's all. That's all. Just uh, bullshit gossip. N- nonetheless, these two, these two, uh, these two uh, camps are probably like honestly, most New Yorkers are a fan of both of these camps. It's definitely. not like an either or for most yeah. of them, um, for the most part. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a lot of hits. Like niggas don't what? know. First of all, Dipset has them fire beats. First of man. all, if you take the individual songs from the members of Dipset, you're talking about 30, 40 songs deep. So you're looking at Jewels, Cameron, Jim Jones. Um, you, 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 there's a ton of niggas in Dipset. Um, Freaky Deaky. Um, <laughs> Killer. Uh, yeah, I said Cam. And then, of course, you got Locks, Sheik. Styles, Jada, Jada, and they, and and their individual runs. So there's just gonna be there's gonna be twenty Ugh. hit songs. Yeah, twenty 
hit songs played on both sides. Just know that. Know that. I just don't know what they're gonna do to Hey Ma. You know what I mean? <laughs> we gonna make it out tonight. You know they're gonna do the Oh Boy, Postman. Oh boy. Yo, like Dipset got the hits. Yeah. I mean, we gonna make it on. We- Go. Oh, that's God, my I shit. I forgot about that. I haven't heard that song in ages. That song's so lit. Jada Y. It's so um inspirational. It is, yo. That's we gonna make it as one of my jams. Um, Y by Jada. Fucking yeah. And 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 then I feel shitty because I don't fucking remember. Old yo, school, she, man. she is the only one I don't know like much about his catalog. Yo, it's funny when I was in um when I was in the army, my fucking. Sergeant at the time, Sergeant Ramirez, was obsessed with Sheik Lutz, bro. He's always talking about Sheik Lutz. But he was straight up New York, straight up Bronx. Okay, okay, gotta be a Bronx nigga. Because Sheik is a shooter. Straight up from the Bronx. Sheik is a shooter. He's the ad lib man. Sheik. And he was just like a Bronx dude, too. I don't want to take away from Sheik's Sheik's artistry, but Sheik has never struck me as like like the one who needed to rap. Like, Styles needs to rap. That's his expression. Jada loves to rap. <laughs> Sheik raps because his boys rap. <laughs> There's usually one of those. In He's the like, crib. yo, these are my niggas. I'm getting money. We yeah. selling coke. I might as well fucking rap with y'all niggas too. Don't make no sense not to. I could do it. I'm not stupid. So, but yeah, that, that that's that's the vibe I usually get from Sheik Luch. But man, I'm looking forward to this versus for sure. Sure, yeah, it's gonna that's be on bangers fire. on bangers, man. Yeah, man, that's gonna have a lot of uh, uh, top one top hits. You know, and I was looking up recently about, you know, I've mentioned in the podcast before about uh, a content creator named Andrew, I forget his last name, but uh, he was running All Gas, No Breaks, mm-hmm. doing those interviews. And so he was blowing up. My man was blowing up big time, bigly. And uh, he opened up his Patreon, was getting paid money, got picked up by, I think, uh, was it Vice? Some, some production company. My nigga was doing it big, and, and then so he stopped putting out free content, really, and I was like, ah, he got too big for the britches, which is fine. I get it. If if you got two million followers and a million of them are on your Patreon, yeah, why, um, why I can understand why you're not making free content. It's, no it's the natural progression of, of stuff like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw him actually on an interview on the Majority Report, which is like a pretty widely listened to uh podcast slash kind of democratic leaning um new morning show it's a morning show um but it's really popular in like you know liberal progressive circles things like that and i was just surprised to see him go on there because it's a more mostly serious show um and so he was telling a story about like you know what happened on his ascent I didn't know he was so young. He was only 21 while all this was happening. But evidently, the reason why he stopped making content is because they wanted, they were asking for him to do a lot of stuff that he wasn't okay with. And so he just decided, no, I just won't make content. Like, I'm under contract with you guys, so I know that I can't produce things unless it's for you. But I'm not going to do the things you're asking me to. So if you're not going to pay to create the content that I want to create, then... We'll just be in a dead contract. I'm not going to go out and do all that other stuff. <laughs> and I thought, Good I was like, man, you. my man, Andrew. That most sounds people exactly don't know, like... Most people don't have that at 21. Yeah, you know, and honestly, I got to give it to him because his reporting is way more mindful than 
the person who you hear talking in these these uh, interviews. He's a nice enough guy and all, but the way his reporting is edited and done is really, really indicative and mindful of the subject matter. And it's funny because you don't expect that from him when you hear him speak. You really don't. But he he's the one who's doing the editing, so it's all him. And also, they serve two different purposes, right? The stuff you film, is it serves a different purpose than the stuff you say in an interview. True. Very true. And so, yeah, I, I thought that that was interesting, man. My, my dude, all gas, no brakes, blew up so big that he had to stop. He was like, ah, nope. Not going that direction. Uh, yeah, my and, nigga pulled a Dave Chappelle. Good yeah, on you. Yeah, man. And I love that when content creators are, are dedicated to their craft. They're dedicated to, to the vision that they had. And you can jump on board if you want to fund that vision. But if you're jumping on board to make me into something that you want me to be, that's not going to be what it is. Yeah, it's also like... <clears throat> He um he was wise not to allow himself to become a puppet. You know what I'm no, and he would I have lost. And the thing is, is that the people who watch him would have lost all respect, and he would have lost his whole audience. Yeah, he would have definitely migrated to a different audience for show. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't think that was his overall goal. You know, and 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 good on him for that. You know, I, I really appreciate his style of journalism. I've always said it's um it's comedic journalism without the satire. <laughs> It's like, nope, this is comedy purely on the face of it. I'm not being satirical. I'm not making fun of these people at all. I'm speaking to them. It's not my fault the shit that they're saying is fucking batshit crazy. I mean, they're making fun of themselves. Yeah, you know I mean, like when he did that one interview and the guy, <laughs> this is the perfect encapsulation of all gas, no breaks. Homeboy was, was drunk off his ass, walked over, asked for an interview, and proceeded to scream mango white claw into the mic. And then stopped and said, and you better not edit that to make me look like no pussy. And I was like, that's that's the complete lack of self-awareness that 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 is needed to have comedic <laughs> journalism without the satire. Without at least the he was drunk. Sphere. Oh yeah. No, he was definitely Liddy <laughs> off his mango white claws, like to the next level. That's funny. But yeah, that shit was crazy. But yeah, it's you know, I, I, I really appreciated his project. I'm glad to hear that. It wasn't him just growing out of his audience and that he's uh, I think he started up a new channel called Channel 5. <laughs> channel 5, it's a uh, parody news. But yeah, you know, it's funny because he was just out talking to people, trying to do what he had been doing, you know, feeling like he wanted to, to get back to his roots. And someone asked him who he was with. And so he was like, uh, Channel 5. <laughs> and such is birth, uh, Channel 5, Channel 5 stuck. news. But yeah, man, I, I always like to give updates on, on content creators that I appreciate. Did you see this thing going on with T-Pain where he was ranting about uh, the state of music creation? I saw it, but then I stopped because he was yelling too much and I have a really hard time listening to people yell. Yo, my nigga. It drives me nuts. First of all, it was, it, 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 he was off base, first of all. For, it, for what me, I found interesting about that I'm sorry to cut you no, off. Please don't um, your opinion. Is he said um, a little while previously on something he had said that he went into a depression because Usher, Usher. told him that him doing auto tune killed music. So I just found that very interesting that he's now attacking other creators for the way they music, despite experiencing exactly how that felt. felt. That, I just thought that was interesting. No, that's not interesting. It's hypocritical, <clears throat> and it's sad that he's using his platform that way. That's what it is. Because 
T-Pain is somebody who I respect. I like a lot of his music. His music was was club music when I was in the club. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to say that T-Pain isn't a good artist. I've been called T-Pain several times. Really? Yeah. Some people have said I look like T-Pain. Only I guess like I've three known people, you too though. long. I, I, I would never <laughs> say that. Like, I mean, I'm <laughs> not saying that you, you have the most unique facial build that no one could look <laughs> like you. But T-Pain? I guess black niggas with dreads. You feel me? At a certain point, you're all you're three people. Yeah, yeah. Because I used to always call Derek Lloyd Banks (laughs) like an asshole, like an asshole. Like I used to say that I was. I used to say that he was um, Donovan McNabb's and Lloyd Donovan McNabb and Lloyd Banks' baby. I was like, Yo, my nigga, how you got two dads, bro? Oh, that's fucked up. Nah, my bad. Yeah, I was just fucking with you, dude. Yo, Derek, listen, so gotta shoot him a, a big shout out to D Train, yeah, my man. Congrats, man. Shit. Yeah. Man, be popping out babies and shit. Oh, he's up for number two. Yeah, man. So, congratulations on that. Yes, sir. But, um, yeah, no, back to the point at hand. So, yes, there's that. And then on top of that, I particularly have an issue with musicians complaining about the lack of diversity in music. Well, the nigga. Make music you want to listen to. <laughs> you're not only a musician, but you're a producer as well. Now, the one point I want to absolutely give him credence on. If you're sending him music, he has every right to tell you he doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Don't get mad at him. Mm-hmm. That's his personal opinion. I will never fault him for that. He has every right to think that. But to then go on a rant saying that all the music sounds the same and everybody named Baby is doing the music you want to make makes you sound stupid. Especially after I just came off of saying how amazing the weekend in music was for people like Vince Staples, for people like IDK, Styles P, just coming off of the Tyler project, which we will talk about in more depth when Tyler uh, uh, shows up um, this weekend. But... Yeah, you just sound crazy. You just sound crazy. If your point is that you reserve the right to dislike the music that's sent to you, absolutely. But the two goons sitting behind you, listening to you, yelling to the fucking mic, they should be telling you, calm down, babe, because you know what? The shit ain't, it's not that serious. It's two chicks, by the way. That's why I said that. You know, it's no, you know, they don't need to be sitting there flagellating you, allowing you to yell needlessly into the mic about shit that... (laughs) You have the power to change. T-Pain ain't no little nigga. He ain't broke. He ain't in need. He has all of the influence he needs. And moreover, if if you're accusing people of making music to fit into a mode, then you're attacking artists for doing what they believe is the best thing in their interests mm-hmm. whether they're a create and that might just be the style they like and they might be young artists and they haven't grown out of that yet or they could just care about the money and they don't give a fuck about whether they yeah, just they could trying. be trying to escape poverty you know that's you know okay too I mean? that's that very is the okay thing too. neither of those reasons are reasons for you to be mad at them for sending you music you don't like it sounds to me like you're a bitter nigga because you don't have music or people sending you music that you can capitalize on anymore. That's what it sounds like to me because the the cold hard fact of the matter is is make your music if you don't like the music. Like it's not like you're a consumer of music who's disappointed because the body of music being coming out right now just isn't what you isn't what you're into. And even then, 
that wouldn't call for you to yell into the mic like a fucking madman. You have a point if you want to make it, but this whole over the top shit is, and it's because, and the worst part is, is that T Pain doesn't even acknowledge that he's performing for a bunch of thirteen year olds because he's doing this on Twitch. He's doing this on Twitch on his streaming, and it's not a bunch of adults watching you, my nigga. It's a bunch of children who are watching you do that. And if you, if that's what your brand is, Twitch is pretty mainstream these days. Absolutely, it's still children mostly, still overwhelmingly children. And and I'm not saying that it's not mainstream. You're absolutely right. It's like seventy five percent eighteen and under. Seventy five. It's still overwhelmingly eighteen and under. And it's it's not even like particularly close when it comes to the demographics and it's like when you get to the above 30 it's very very minuscule in terms of 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 the demographics and that is what it is and that's not to hate on twitch twitch is a platform that is easily accessible to to young people and they popularized it that's fine but you probably shouldn't perform like that on there for them because they're gonna they're gonna like ha 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 and type a bunch of things into you because you're you're cooning, you're buffooning. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say cooning. You're being a buffoon for them, and that's not what you want to do, in my opinion. In my opinion, because that's all that came off as emotional. Um, but yeah, and I fuck with T Pain, and that's that 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 is not to, that is not to say that I don't like T Pain. He's just very immature. He's very immature. He was very immature when he was talking about Usher, and he said it the way he did because honestly. If if that was a depression thing, then on, then you really shouldn't be throwing it out there the way that you did, in my opinion. If it was a situation about depression, because now how do you know that you're not doing that to Usher? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's a reciprocal nature to the I mean, behavior that if you genuinely felt that way, you shouldn't. If you have a beef with Usher, yo, T Pain can talk to Usher, my G. You know what I mean? mean when like, I saw it, it looked like he was just telling a story, right? It didn't really. So I feel like I don't know if you just want to. Talk about what's something that happened, especially if it deeply affect you. I can definitely see that. I don't really see anything wrong with that. Yeah, I, I would have felt, I would have thought it was a little bit more heartfelt if he would have left Usher's name out and would have been like, yo, one of my idols told me I fucked up the game. And out of respect for him, I'm not going to do that because that's not what this is about. This is about I mean, the I way that you, people's for words can if affect If it affected you. him that badly, he could have been like, I don't even fuck with that nigga no more. So I'm oh. exactly telling people who it is and how that, I felt about it. That could be it too. That could be it too. <laughs> I'm not, cause I, I'm listen. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I'm not. I'm above putting niggas' name out because of spite. Yeah, like you know what I mean. If it that did affect him deeply, I can absolutely see him being like, yeah, that's not a bridge. I'm interested in mending. That's true too. That's true too. But um, haven't they made music together? No idea. That don't mean shit. No idea. I'm sure there's tons of niggas who don't like each other who make music together. Yeah, if the studio says, "Yo, <laughs> you're contracted to make the song with Usher." You don't really have much choice. God forbid it's the same. You on the same label. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that, I thought that was interesting. But, yeah, I, I just I, w- I was sad that T-Pain chose to use his platform to to go yell at new artists because he doesn't like their music when he could actually, as a producer, help them make better music. But God forbid we do that. <laughs> God forbid we actually just take the time and say, hey, you know what? Not Of course, not all the shitty music that he gets is going to be salvageable. But if you're skilled at what you're doing, I'm sure that there's there's one or two tracks out of the hundreds that you get where you can say, you know what, this person is onto something. They're missing some major keys. There's some amateur mistakes. But I could show this person how to make this a a, a masterpiece. And as a matter of fact, maybe I just want to work with them and I can give them a production credit 
make and, and we could put out something and then we'll you know split royalties or something. you know what i mean like there's a far more productive way for him to go about what he did than screaming into the mic mm-hmm. that's just me though I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, I, and trust me, this is coming from someone who's prone to screaming into the mic. I totally get it. I totally get it. I understand it. But you got to be a little, if you're going to choose to do that on a public platform, you should choose to do it on things that you're not like dead wrong on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you should be a little bit more mindful. Making yourself look like a straight hater. Straight hater. Straight up hater. Especially saying, oh, the baby and little baby is making all the music that y'all niggas want to make. <laughs> like, first of all, I like. I think Lil Baby's music is relatively unique among the crowd, in 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 what he's doing uh, with his music. And Da Baby has his lane, and he stays in his lane, and he don't leave his lane, my nigga. Even when he's leaving his lane, it's it's like he's only straddling the line because he can still tell it's Da Baby. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that 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 uh, T Pain could have could could have used a little bit of a tap on the shoulder for uh for that one. But moving on from that, there was some gaming news, some interesting gaming news. So, first off, I want to touch on the Steam Box released. It's called the Deck, sir. Steam Deck. I apologize. That shit is looking super interesting. Yeah. yeah now, yeah, if you're yeah, telling yeah, yeah. me that this this bad boy is powerful enough to run Final Fantasy fourteen on uh on a handheld Switch like, boy, that I think is going to be that's big. <laughs> that's big. That's big. Big. That's huge. Yeah, according to one of the things I was looking at. And that's at, just an example. <clears throat> they said it should be able to run all the games on Steam right now to um uh medium to like yeah. uh uh medium to high settings yep. for all the games on, currently on Steam. And then not to mention this form factor lends itself extremely well to all the pixel art games. Yo, I saw something crazy. They hooked up to um I don't know what the connection they were using, the but they pads. had two arcade sticks hooked yeah, up to it. And I was USB. like, what? USB. It's Those got USB, USB ports, yeah. That, that's, that's... It's, yeah, yeah it's fucking they amazing. They said it's, it's functionally a computer. It's, it's a... Bro, And you this can change the amazing. OS if you want to it's, or not. I, th- I think for the model that, that, that everybody's going to want to get, it's going to run, what, 650? Uh, for the for the biggest one, right? For yeah, the biggest one. I don't have the prices here, and I only saw the lowest price, which is like three hundos. Yeah, three fifty. Four fifty and five fifty, I think, might be the the price points. Those aren't bad at all. No, no, not Those for not for this, all. not for this, bro. For a computer, yeah, for a, yeah. A, for a gaming computer, one that can run Microsoft. You can run Microsoft on it. It natively runs Linux, and you can easily. It said they said that the, that the transmigration to, to to Windows is seamless. That shit is amazing, dude. Like it's gonna change a lot of people's gaming. And but you know I thought that the guy the you know the one of the lead devs was out there talking and he was like yeah you know we want to pioneer the market I'm like yo shut the fuck up bro <laughs> you literally <laughs> made an exists. item called a switch like and you're now pioneering the market <laughs> like come on man you have a great item stop That's saying stupid funny. shit like that don't even make sense but anyway beyond that everything else was perfect I was like man I am excited because there is a good chance like I'm definitely gonna get a PS5. And there is a high chance I would get one of these, like, in probably the next year or two, if I was to ever pick up um, Final Fantasy fourteen as an MMO. I mean, it's got a ton of potential, man. And yeah, because because of the there are a ton yeah. of games on on Steam that would be perfect as handouts. absolutely uh, Ender's Lilies, which is a great new uh, Metroidvania. Um, 
all the remakes they're making with all like the, um, the Legend of Mana that, yes. they, that they just put out, like, and it's just and I and I keep mentioning these pixel art games because it's just the the uh, the portable form factor is super nostalgic for those games for me. And so while I can imagine that's probably not the same for everyone, the the Steam Deck, it's probably going to be something that I use for a lot of retro gaming. Yo, th- oh, there it is. There's the price was right there. I'm tripping. It's three ninety nine, five twenty nine, and three ninety nine, three ninety nine for the sixty four gig version, five twenty nine for the two fifty six gig version, and six forty nine for the five twenty. So it was six fifty. I wasn't tripping. So yeah, that's not bad. And the 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 hardware on that is ridiculous too. The hardware is very nice. The hardware on that is, is pretty it's better serious. than a Switch. Yeah, which is sad. And what's really cool is they have like a dope little gyroscope in there too, so that you can you can yeah, do all motion kinds sensing of cool controls. Shit. You can do all kinds of cool you got shit motion right sensing controls. Just don't you, drop that. It's got there. two um um touch pads under each of the analog sticks. Yeah. To simulate mouse usage, whether you're left or right handed, which is oh, really awesome. Oh, that's why they're on both sides. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Steam Deck is about. They're not pioneering a whole fucking genre. They 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 missed the boat <laughs> on that. But they are changing the game for yeah, sure yeah. because yeah, one of the main things is that dealing with Nintendo could be arduous at times. Dealing with because in dealing with any of these big Japanese um, hardware slash software developers is terrible. It's just terrible. They they don't value the global market. The global market is always ancillary, and it's and you can tell from the from the devs that it's not an enjoyable situation to have to work with them for the most part so having a uh something like the steam deck available so that you can circumvent that and people can play those switch like games that they want to play on a device that's not a switch boy that's really dope that's a, that's and it has, a huge um, market share it has cloud saving too so you can play on the the the, the and you know you can emulate i guarantee you they're going to come out with a switch emulator <laughs> you can play on the deck and then turn that off and then go on to your computer and continue Pick off right exactly up. where you left off. Mm-hmm. So cloud saving, yes. Even though the games are playing natively on the hardware, it's not streaming these games. This is not a Stadia deck. This is a this is a Steam deck that is downloading games to itself and you're playing natively on the hardware, which is great. This is not because that, that a lot of people um were wondering if you know latency and things of that True, nature were gonna yeah. be an issue. No, sir. Yeah, I mean, that's why you got all that fucking, all that between your fingers right Which there. is awesome because it has a LAN port on it. So you can just that's plug crazy. in for fast downloads. <laughs> Yo, they thought of everything. Yeah, so you can plug in for fast downloads and offline play. That's good for you guys, man. This yeah. was this was a good decision. They've been trying to make a console for a year. This was a very, they, I think this they, was they, the correct they direction. They were smart. Very much. I think this was the correct choice in waiting and, and using this form factor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They hit hard with that. Um, in other gaming news, this one, I don't know if I feel good about this one. This one <laughs> makes me queasy. So Netflix uh, has hired the, uh, a former EA and Facebook exec, forget his name, <laughs> to uh, head up their new video game division. They're going to start oh, distributing it's video a, games. It's a trap. Like, and we all knew this was coming. Streaming video games, they have the infrastructure for it already. And there was proof of concept coming to bear in the market as it was. So we knew this was all happening. We knew this was all happening. But the fact that they hired a former EA face and a Facebook exec to head the, this division 
screams that whatever vision they have for the future of this department is not good. It's not something I support. And I absolutely do will not get onto Netflix video games. Fuck that all the way. <laughs> Fuck it all the way, dude. Not messing with it at all. Won't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Not if it's run by a motherfucker who ran EA and Facebook. Come on. Mm. These are not companies known for 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 producing amazing user end experiences. <laughs> and so yeah, I definitely am not looking forward to that one. But yeah, what do you feel about Netflix starting a, a video game streaming service? I mean, it it's sort of if they don't make if you don't make good games, it don't matter. It don't matter to me at all what it is that you're doing. But yeah, I have no faith in this. This doesn't What if sound they did a stream like a Steam like service? That doesn't matter. Yeah. That doesn't matter. I was just I mean, still with Steam. I, I mean, on the face of it, I wouldn't I wouldn't support any structure that that person put forward. I mean, I, I it's like know. it's like if Mussolini took over Greenpeace. It's like <laughs> I know it's Greenpeace, but that's Mussolini, dog. I'm not gonna get behind anything this nigga does. I'm just not gonna do it. Yeah, I have a feeling that they wouldn't make games that I would enjoy playing anyway. It's so it's one of those things where it's like. You know what I mean? It's one of the it's one of the things I don't have to worry about because I'm pretty sure the games that they're gonna make is the type of games that I have no interest in playing. Yeah, because they're all gonna be live service mod uh, or game service as a what is it? Games, games as a as service, a service? model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's yep. a tongue twister. Definitely gonna do a bunch of shit that I'm all. They're gonna do a bunch of shit that is just straight up non-starters for me. I can already see it from here. Yeah, off rip. <laughs> and I'm just gonna be like, ah, oh, well. Yeah, and and that's one thing is that I know that I got I have to keep away from those predators because uh they 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 have the honey pot. You know what you I mean? They're very effective methods of of sucking me in. You know what? It's probably going to get me right off the rip. Their D, their DMCA is probably going to be very draconian. They're probably going to require like two or three fucking uh, uh, um, forms of confirmation and running an external program outside of your Netflix in order to keep the game running. That's not a part of the game. Yeah, no, fuck all that. Wow, if they if they did all that, that would, man, I think that's a non-starter. It's, al- it's already a, the reason why I said it is because that's what Origin, Origin is. Does. Yeah, oh, and Origin that's exactly is what Origin failing. is, and that's EA. Like, yep. And, and, oh, and when, see, I, when I got thing, the Mass yeah. Effect Legendary Edition through Steam, I had to download Origin and have that shit just run in the background just to be able to play the Steam version. If you don't have it open, wow. it just doesn't work. And Mass Effect is literally the only game. That I'm willing to do that for because it's 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 it has a proven track record already. It's not like wow. I'm not taking a chance on it. Essentially, yeah, oh yeah, you know what you're getting. I get what you're saying. That's crazy. Yep. Oh so, wow. I that's why I already feel like uh, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna do the corporate shit. Yeah, that, that's exactly. I'm like I'm I have no faith whatsoever in Netflix video games whatsoever. Zero faith. And then and it just shows like look who they got to to head this shit. It's like, I mean, there was no one else. <laughs> like EA and Facebook Insane. for fuck's sake. Like, yes, they're big companies, but these people are nah, some you're, of the most you're looking at it in the wrong way, man. That guy is just very ambitious. I don't know if that makes it any better. I'm not saying it makes it better. Yeah. I'm just saying the reason why it's happening is because that guy is ambitious and he knows how to put himself in the right place at the right time that, in order that to take did. advantage of the, the, the opportunities that the market may provide. That he definitely did. All right, so well, let's wrap up on some some foreign affairs topics because we 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 running long today. Um, so there's two uprisings going on right now. Two additional uprisings that I haven't spoken about amongst the multitude of uprisings that are happening 
from Mexico to to uh, Brazil to India to all over the place. So first, we'll we'll put up Cuba. So recently, Cuban people have taken to the streets uh, to protest some of the the government's uh, handling of COVID. Now, from what I understand, this is like the anti-maskers here in the States. It's not a big constituency of people, but it's a vocal one. And moreover, they are being there. It's an astroturfed uprising. It's not a grassroots uprising, as as you would say, if you know people on the ground were based on the situations organizing against an oppressive government. This small vocal minority of people in Cuba are being funded and organized by American uh, uh, organizations. Of course, in their anti-Cuban, uh, anti-Cuban government efforts, which that sucks because a lot of times when we've been seeing these worker uprisings, you know, I'm all about that shit. I'm all about eat the rich. Fuck those niggas. Those niggas is eating <laughs> off of your back. So why would you not turn around and eat off their back? Like they are the ones who set the rules to this game. And so eating the rich is just playing the game that they chose to engage in. This is not innocent bystanders getting caught up in capitalism, no. And so typically I very much am on the side of these uprisings, but unfortunately this one in Cuba does not seem to be a genuine movement towards a better uh, form of governance. It took a few vocal people protesting the out, their personal outcomes in, in the COVID uh, uh, pandemic and then having their voices amplified by American bullhorns. And so I, I hope that whatever needs to happen happens in Cuba to help pacify these people, because even though the protests might be astroturfed, they always have an inkling of truth. There's always something that people are genuinely upset about that sparks these things. So I hope that they can actually rectify those situations without letting it get to the point where America is trying to send troops over there to back the dissidents and all of this bullshit that you know America loves to do. You know, I mean, there's fucking history. You know what I mean? Like, so Yo, you need help fixing your country, bro. I got you. Even though what Biden, about your country, though? Biden refused the Haitian president or the Haitian premier's uh, request for American military assistance. Cause that shit would have gone over terribly. It would have gone over so poorly. And the problem as well, and I don't know if this weighs heavily, but this just comes from my personal experience with the Haitian community, um, is that they are very organized, they're very powerful, and they will burn this motherfucker down. They have no problems. They have no problems with 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 in their uh, in their areas that they hold influence causing a, a substantial amount of, of 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 problems on the streets. So yeah, there was no way and of course the most of the Haitian people in America, some of the some of the people who who managed to immigrate here are poor people who came over through whatever means they were able to. 
but the vast majority of Haitians who come over here willingly from on planes and boats come over because they're part of the upper middle class in Haiti. You know, they're aspiring bourgeoisie. So they, knowing what I know about what's going on in Haiti, they support it. The Haitians in America probably support what was going on with the assassination of, assassination of Moise. So I'm pretty sure Biden, whoever he has in his ear explaining to him the dynamics of that community in relation to his power, told him, this is not worth your time and effort at all. Sending no people it, to Haiti is only going to include, is only going to get Americans killed and cause riots in major cities like Miami and New York. Not worth it. So, yeah, there's that. And and so, yeah, I hope Cuba comes out the other side uh, of what's going on there. Um, and then there's South Africa. South Africa. Or the riots. Big or- time. So their president, Zuma, was recently arrested. And I don't know exactly why. There's a lot of hearsay. And I'm sorry, but all of the journalism I've seen so far has been hearsay. Because none of it appropriately situates the the internal political uh, forces going on in South Africa. That's why I was so so confident as to what was... In, in my understanding of what's going on in Haiti is because people were ex- were explaining the complex social interactions that feed into Haitian politics that led up to why Moisey would be assassinated despite his American backing. That's that's a that's a weighty, substantial amount of jur- journalism. I haven't heard anything of that nature in terms of what's going on in South Africa. So I'm not exactly sure why Zuma, why Zuma was jailed. But the people flipped out. Yeah, they did. And so, of course, partially what was going on was that there was a huge amount of poverty. So now you have the people who are protesting the the political situation. And then you have people capitalizing on the, the unrest. Now, both of those things are part and parcel. I do think that they go hand in hand. But that's not to say that the the looting is indic- indicative of, and the rioting is indicative of why the protests originated. Same thing that happened with BLM. People were marching peacefully for BLM. There was also rioting and looting happening that was using the the protests as cover. But that's not why they were protesting. And so I don't know why the people were protesting his arrest. If they were protesting against it, or if they were moving to to make sure that the military doesn't take over power uh, and they were pro the arrest, I don't know. But South Africa, big time turmoil right now. Big time turmoil. And there's a lot of people who want to paint this narrative about South Africa just being, you know, these savages who are going crazy. And there's a history of that. There's a history of that. You know, European nations have always tried to paint African countries is just incapable of 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 civilized sovereignty. And it's bullshit. This is this is unrest, just like it happens in any developed nation. You don't get more developed than 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 America. And you see uprisings like this all the time. They march on the Capitol building, so there's no leg to stand on in, in looking down I mean, on they these pulled people. Over, they 
pulled over a fucking political convoy. Yo, that shit was wild when they were when they were uh, coming up on Biden's convoy. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Like, that's some crazy shit. Yeah. So, I I hope to learn more. I'll keep everyone up to date of what's going on in South Africa. But just add that to the list. You know, add that to the list of of, of all the places that are are going through it. This world needs to change. This world. And I and I and I and I mean this world was under this neoliberal capitalist reformation process for a hundred years, industrialization, globalization, uh, those were the 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 morals of 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 the the global zeitgeist, and this it's changing. People are realizing that oh. If we keep following down that line, it's going to grind us up and spit us out. And it's only going to be to the benefit of a very few amount of people. And all of this aspirational poverty I'm talking about ain't shit. It ain't shit. All of these people that they keep putting in front of us saying, look, look how they made it. They made it because you let them make it. You let them make it because they're not challenging shit. You never notice how nobody who ever makes it is out there talking real shit. Talking about the real problems of the system. Because they they only let through the ones that they, that they want to let through, and so people are seeing that, and they don't want to deal with that anymore. They're not they don't want to be part of this global project. They no nobody wants to be part of that shit really. Not not anyone who's who's at the lower echelon of society. That's for sure, and that's the majority. That's what we're coming to learn. This middle class that was supposed to be the buffer in American society don't exist. But yeah, here we'll close up on this last one. Um, I thought this was a, a hilarious. Uh, little uh, back and forth. So France is the country that gifted us the original Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. The grandiose, mm-hmm. amazing, magnificent Statue of Liberty in all of its glory. <laughs> Excellent craftsmanship. Still, amazing. Still holds up. Amazing. Like un- uncanny. They don't make things like that anymore. So they recently sent over another Statue of Liberty, but it was only like like 10 feet tall. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was an amazing, like, you have to be aware of French sensibilities to understand what kind of slight that is. To go from giving us, th- this is this is how much of a stalwart we believe you are in terms of freedom and justice and liberty that we send you this statue. But in 2021, we're just going to send you this little 10 foot one because that's really what you <laughs> represent in terms of justice liberty and freedom in this world i like, mean they had to ship lady liberty over here in pieces absolutely man. and and it was worth it it was worth it but i think it was also representative of of what the french people thought of america at the time and i think this one is indicative of what the french people think of america they aren't while and, and i don't I disagree mentality entirely i do think that practicality has a lot to do with it as well with it as well, well. Th- th- it's a gift, you know. We don't do gifts for practicality, you know. You do gifts because it's supposed to be a show of how you, you know, how you feel about someone. And in relation, like if they if they had given them another statue, I think the fact that they made it a replica of the of the Statue of Liberty was also like they could have just given her like a a, a a blind justice statue or something, you know, a statue of of someone who they believe is an international icon or, but to give the a uh, a uh, a lady liberty. But in such diminutive fashion, after they gave us the the original one, man, I feel like that was a slight. But and I think that America felt like it was a slight too because they took the statue and they put it in front of the 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 French consulate. They were like, "Nah, 
we ain't gonna put this up because you know typically when when you know we put that in we put the Statue of Liberty in 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 in, in New York Harbor like we put the Statue of Liberty for great you know uh, uh, for great visibility you'd expect them to take this this gift of, of of craftsmanship and put it out for everyone else to see but now they stuck it in front of the French consulate they were like here. You can stare at it since you guys decided to send us this little ass fucking Lady Liberty. I'm pretty sure that they they took it as the slight it was. I mean, I guess, but those seem like such like petty and insignificant slights. That's awesome though. That's that that that's when you're on the international level. That's all you can do because you can't start war. You know, you're not gonna do something that's gonna actually sour relations. I mean, you're just I gonna guess. take a little underhanded guy, you know, shot at him and let him know how you really let me know how you really feel. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, and also definitely the placement of that statue, putting it in front of the French French consulate was like, yeah, we don't value this gift very much at all. Because nobody goes to the French consulate in D.C. That shit is like in the middle of bumblefuck nowhere. I mean, I guess. I mean, you know, where you put a statue, I don't know. I mean, whatever. I, I guess I'm too, I'm too and, detached and it's not to really just, understand. It's not just me. Thing. There's a precedent for this. It's not like I'm just making that up. They, they, they have a even, precedent. It's and still a like, I got you. Like I got that. you. I'm not disputing. I guess I'm just saying, I just don't, you know, I just don't see the thing. That's all. But yeah, I, I, I think me. that the, it, it's very, I think it's very telling. And, and overall, I think is indicative of how European countries view America. They are they are beholden to America because they are the only game in town. But at the same token, America is greatly dim- diminished in stature when it comes to the idea of American excellence. Uh, the the whole um, what's the bullshit they teach? Manifest destiny that they have a destiny in the world to to be a prevailing force. I, that's all diminished because honestly i think a lot of europeans bought into it in the early early 20th century all throughout the 1900s all up in a, i think up until the 2000s really you know the european countries were buying into the american project and only to find out that the american project was a was a sham from get from get it was a sham from the get-go. It was always built off of the backs of exploiting labor. That is the fundamental crux of American society. And they've never once dealt with that. You know, every other European country actually had to reconcile with that sometime in their history and find a way to be productive and organize and consolidate their, their populace in a productive way. And America never did that. Never did that. And so, yeah, it is where it is now because of uh, who they chose to be. But alrighty, guys, I'll stop regaling you with with uh, with all of my uh, <laughs> fancy full woes of American slights and 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 misgivings. So, uh, thank you for joining us. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed the show. You can follow us on the social media. You can find me on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron. And you can find me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. You can catch me on Instagram at Rico underscore G sound. And also I wanted to give everybody a special thank you for everybody who like uh, bought and supported the book and left the comments and ratings and stuff like that. It's been doing pretty well. So definitely check me out on um, Amazon.com Rico Gale Yark Project by author J.W. Elliott. You know what I'm saying? I got a couple more audiobooks coming out for y'all. But thank you everybody 
so much for supporting. I really, really appreciate it. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, just remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever will learn from. Have a great one, guys. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Take it easy.